Hey y'all, it is Vaughn. It has been a minute, <laughs> about four weeks to be exact. Um, I am just popping on before the episode starts uh, just to thank y'all for your patience. I am super excited about this collaboration. As promised, I am sitting down with my sister, my sister, my BFF, my business partner, um, all of that combined Um at her pocketbook, as promised. Um, we sit down and we have a really raw, candid, just conversation, girl chat. Um, I call it sister friend mashup. Um, and we're real, we're raw. Um, I am grateful for this platform to be able to just tell our truth, right? Put it out there. Um, for so long, folks had to be afraid if they thought differently, if they moved differently, if they wanted to operate in this world differently. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity um, to do this with my sister to kind of just wrap up National Women's Month um, as it came to an end and just to start anew, start fresh, start for spring. You know, this isn't the official uh, season two just yet. We have a couple of more episodes, um, but uh, we're growing, y'all. Um, we're, we're upgrading a little bit, like I said, bringing folks on. So I'm hoping, I'm praying, uh, that, uh, I can get a few more of y'all, um, on the pod when season two comes. Cause there's a lot of, um, new content and a couple of new things that I want to incorporate. So sit back. This is a longer one. Uh, so take it in pieces, but really just, you know, rock with it. Because again, we come from a place of truth. We come from a place of our heart. So I'm hoping y'all enjoy it. So without further ado, here is the sister mashup with Vaughn and C. Nicole from At Her Pocketbook, Inc. Yeah, we're here. I'm back on yes. the mic. I got my sister here with me. Um, it is funny. She's laughing, but it is funny. I was like, how do I set up the equipment again? It's been so long. <laughs> right. I was really resonating with YouTubers when they hop on like, uh, yeah, it's been a minute and I almost forgot how to do it. Right, like, you know, I've been I've been gone a long time. <laughs> Hope y'all miss me. Yeah, that's where we are right now. Back, it's good to be yeah. back on the mic though, because it's a lot Absolutely. to be said, a lot on our mind, a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that we need to unpack off our chest. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I'm ready. Well, for let's introduce ourselves for the folks who, first of all, well, on my platform may not know you. Well, your platform may not know me. So, well, I am uh, C. Nicole, host of Her Pocketbook Podcast. Everything Her Pocketbook, inside, outside, in the mind, in the body, in the soul, what have you. Everything black women need to know. And I am Vaughn, host of A Black Girls Talk with God. Um, I'm just a black queen zenio out here thriving, making ish happen. 
with a lot to say, but definitely a lot to learn. Learning every day. Every single day, right? (laughs) So what's on your mind? (laughs) A lot. I mean, look, I was about to ask you, what are we talking about today? Um, Well, the first thing is today um, that we're recording is April 1st. So the official wrap up of uh, Women's or National Women's Month, right? The official wrap up. Um, I know I've been gone off my platform for the entire month of March, just really um, taking a true spring break. I know you've been on hiatus. So really, you know, there's a lot that's been going on for everyone out there. We're not getting into like the the down and dirty pop culture. So that's not the expectations Never here. Have. But um, right no, we're not doing that. But. I think the first thing we've been talking about kind of off the mic um, is just the portrayal of black women, right? And how we treat each other and kind of like how that is completely opposite of our reality. Mm -hmm. So maybe talk to the folks about like what we've been just offline discussing about some of those things that we've been seeing lately. Well, I've been seeing some foolery. I'll tell you that. So, again, just coming off the back of Women's History Month for us, Black mm-hmm. Women's History Month, right? I just didn't understand. I just don't understand why the whole month of March, which should have been reserved for the preservation of strong Black women, strong women, women doing their thing, us loving each other, us supporting each other. It should have been reserved for that, right? So, mm-hmm. what I'm about to say, say it like this. So, Black History Month, right? Mm-hmm. Let's refrain from showing movies, showing shows that have the racist flair to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we're trying to be stronger and we want to be more positive, we want to show more positive things, more positive light to Black people. So, all of March, if we're supposed to be supporting women, as far as black women, I'm still seeing reruns of Bad Girls Club, <laughs> women fighting. I'm seeing yep. uh, syndications of crazy loving hip hops and women calling each other bitches and all all kind of craziness. And I'm like, this isn't right. Mm-mm. Aren't we supposed to be loving on each other? But y'all yep. still showing this stuff. And then I broke yep. it down in my head like, okay, so now... It's entertainment, but I don't want to see someone selling themselves out, putting another sister down, yeah. and then you see somebody on social media at their baby shower. It's like, right. <laughs> support supporting my sister at her baby shower. It's like, but y'all was just fighting on the rerun I saw yesterday, smack dab in the middle of Women's History Month. Yep. Well... I also think it has a lot to do with, and we talked about this, like value systems and how, say for instance, someone sees something like that on television, on social media, but their experience with actual Black women in their real lives is minimal, right? Right. Here's the issue with that portrayal, whether it's Black History Month or Women's History. If someone sees that on a large, huge platform, how are they going to treat us in reality? Exactly. They're going to think that that's how we interact with one another. That right? is acceptable. So, 
Right. And if we disrespect each other, shoot, this is black men, black women, black women together, black men together. You know what I'm saying? In friendship, obviously. (laughs) But (laughs) if we portray that on these large platforms and disrespect one another and talk down to one another, what do you think they think is acceptable when interacting with us? And then we have the nerve to get mad when somebody is portraying the worst that they've ever seen of a woman. Mm. Well, why is she? Well, that's what you're showing her. Mm -hmm. You know, just like for people who don't speak um, English, Mm -hmm. come to America Mm -hmm. and will watch movies to learn their English. Yep. So whatever they're seeing is what they're absorbing. And that's how they learn. And they're thinking it's okay because I'm watching it on TV, so it must be all right. Right. That's how they talk to each other. Right. That's how they interact with one another. Right. I saw this on whatever show. So when I step into, you know, the club or store, then I know exactly uh, what script to use because that's what I saw on Love and Hip Hop. Or that's what I saw on Real Housewives of whatever city. They were at that's the picnic and they, other, so that's that's what I'm gonna say right. to this person when I walk up to them. They were at the picnic and they were throwing food at each other. I thought that was okay, <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's okay, right? And I think you know, I talked about this on my last episode, like it's no coincidence that, and you just said it February and March, so Black History Month women's or national women's month you know they kind of bleed into one another Mm -hmm. and i we've talked about how grateful we are that those just weren't our experiences and i think as we go out and see the world and show the world that we're out in the world and you know stepping into different countries different cities different spaces i think it's important we as a collective to show people, right? And unfortunately, it then becomes our responsibility to show people something different, mm-hmm. right? So that's on our backs to then show, okay, we're not boisterous. We're not loud. We don't disrespect one another. We actually uplift and empower one another when we step out, you know? Because honestly, when it comes down to it, I can't even identify with that. Mm-mm. I don't Mm-mm. know that. I don't have friends like that. I don't Mm-mm. fight at tables with my friends and then we go kick it tomorrow. I Absolutely don't not. disrespect any of my friends. Mm-mm. My friends don't disrespect me. That's just not what we do. It's These are healthy relationships, relationships yep. that have lasted decades. Yep. And if you find ones that are like that, then they are quickly removed from your space. Exactly. And you don't have to do nothing about it either. They just fall off. They fall off naturally. You know, there's not that fight and there's not, oh girl, no, no, no. We're just in different spaces. You know, we are, we're in different season in our seasons in our life. And and that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't have to worry about, Oh, don't bring her because she might mess with your man. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I've never, like, ever. So a lot of times watching that is pure entertainment. And even I think when you start to mature and get into this space of not even wanting that type of energy around you or to even seep into your mental, that stuff becomes a turnoff. Like, I can't even tell you 
And I know for you, the only reason why you probably saw it was because it was just looping. Yeah. Right. Now you weren't even actively engaging, but like, I can't even tell you the last time I sat down and watched, like really watched and was like on Sunday. Oh my God. I got to tune in to Real Housewives Housewives of Atlanta. I don't even remember the last time. I don't even know if it's on. And you know what's funny? You're right. Because (laughs) I didn't even have the sound on. You know, it was kind of just in the background on, well, you know, on the, um, some TV, some smart TVs, they Mm -hmm. have these channels that just play whatever over and Mm -hmm. over and over again, every episode that you could ever think of. And that's what was on. Didn't even have sound. But it's just like every time... I was distracted from what I was supposed to be concentrating on. And I looked to the right, to the screen. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. Isn't it women's history? Why are they playing this? Can't we switch to unscheduled programming just this month? You guys can get back to it, but (laughs) come on. Right. To empower, to promote. Yep. You know, it should have been everything Uh about, well, I don't want to get into that because, you know, some, Uh it's some shows that are supposed to be, about selling houses and that turns into something <laughs> well and to kind of go off of that something that I wanted to um, bring up was like you know even those shows right selling houses um, you know businesses um, something I wanted to bring up was just that how you know when we're interacting with one another the ways in which we promote each other, right? And provide resources for each other, whether it's for our businesses, um, for our professions, for our children, just whatever. I think one um, untapped area of especially Black women and just a collective is that we actually do a lot of resource sharing. We do a lot of networking now is kind of like this four letter word because it has just turned into something completely different but we do a lot of that like what are and I know like now we're turning into kind of interview style but like what are some of your experiences with just like a collective of sister circles where y'all are just like sharing resources and promoting one another I mean well shoot that's First of all, that's just history. I think among mm-hmm. black women, like word of mouth has probably come from us, you know, because yep. round tables, sitting down with your girlfriends talking about, oh, I heard, I saw, I, I, girl, yep. I tried, try this, try this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes back to, like I said, the circle that we keep around, the friends that I do have, everybody being on a positive vibe, right? So yep. every, we're all willing to share something that's intriguing to us yeah something that's you know just interesting to us something that we've experienced and we want others to feel that same way Mm -hmm. um you know so my experiences with that it's always been that you know I've always keep people around me that know what I like I know what they like you know willing to share where'd you get that from where'd you learn that from and you know and within the past two years it's been a lot of girlfriends some that are close some that re- are reconnected with some that um were introduced to me from friends because they felt like hey you mm-hmm. should be you know link up with this person what have you um you know everybody's 
getting on this, you know, I'm doing something for myself, Bob. I have this to give to the world. And I don't know, it's, it's just been a lot of resource sharing. Like so many women have so much right now going on. Mm-hmm. It needs to be shared. And I think that our word of mouth, you know, podcast, you know, the so- yeah. social media and, oh, I got this and girl, just show this and I'll show yours. It is bringing it's bringing life to all these businesses, to all these products, mm-hmm. you know, without us resource sharing, without you telling your girlfriend and somebody tells yeah. another one, I don't think it would be as booming. Yeah. Because, you know, we can't. Small. Yeah. We, cause we can't truly, I mean, you know, we all give praise to social media and, you know, spending all this money to get all this stuff out to the world. But when it really breaks down and comes down to it, it's your homegirls is telling your homegirls is telling the homegirls. And it's more than just products, right? It's more than just podcasts. I mean, I can just with our circle name, you know, artists, mm-hmm. uh, podcasters, writers, companies, yeah. writers, publishers, yeah. right? It's not even just that. But even think about our nine to five professions, mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. healthcare, law enforcement. Like I can name a couple of times where, and you too, where something has come across my desk in healthcare and I knew someone who I could put on. Yeah. Right. I'm like, hey, I know you said you wanted to get on, you know, you wanted to be a clinician trainer. Right. There's this clinician trainer position that's opened up. Send me your resume right now so I can send it to our recruiter. Right. So I can put you on and have you at the top of the list. Like, you know, not to get too deep into our professional lives or our nine to five. But I see that all the time. I see where I mean, nepotism Mm -hmm. (laughs) is at its peak. And finally, I'm getting to the point where I'm excited and grateful that we now have circles where we can practice nepotism. Yep. Right? I know a teacher. I know a clinician. I know someone in sheriff's department. I know someone in law enforcement and in higher education. Right. So anytime any of that comes across my desk, because we also network in other areas mm-hmm. like I can put a black woman or a black, if not a black woman, a black man, somebody black yeah. in that position. Yeah. And it just feels good to know that we're at that level now. Yeah. Cause it's needed you know? too. Yeah. You, you wonder why, Oh, oh, you know, especially about, I'll say, you know, 20, 30 years ago, that's how everybody got on nepotism. That's, it, was, it was a whole family. It'd be a whole family working. A in whole family. It's like one area of a hospital here. or something. You know, right. like why does everybody with that last name work in pediatrics? Right. <laughs> or they wouldn't even have the same last name because mm-hmm. it'd be your cousin, mm-hmm. it'd be your brother in law, it'd be a brother in law's god brother. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're getting back to. And it's amazing. You know, carpooling to work and back. (laughs) Yeah, but it it just feels good. It's slow, right? In certain industries, but it's happening slowly but surely. You know, we just need to be the gatekeepers. That's where we absolutely, abs, and one exactly. Once one of us gets on, like what we have to stop doing, and hopefully this is this is something that we're doing away with. But understanding that. And I was talking to Sharifa about this. There is enough space for all of us. Yes, there is. Right? You coming up and getting next to me is not 
you bumping me off. It's both of us stepping up to that next step together. Sharing the space, sharing the love, sharing the marketing, sharing the resources, shoot, sharing the money. There you go, because we're all, it's all a branch off. If nothing else in our world, that's how we've practiced, you know, Black History Month and National Women's Month is really, you know, networking, putting people on, sharing the spaces, right? Getting our voices heard. And it's just, you know, it's felt amazing yeah. for the last few months. It really you has. Know? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. happy about all the all the things that I've seen positive, you know? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they've mainly been off screen, so. Right. I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to look back a year or two before and be in a space two years later and I'm thinking the same way. Right. And I'm doing things like I didn't take this two years to hold on to the past. Like I think it took maybe the first couple of months to the year to a year to say, okay, all right, you know, things aren't going to go back to how they used to be. But ultimately that's how folks should have been living their lives anyway, pandemic or not. Mm -hmm. Like each year we should be growing growing and doing more. We shouldn't have to be forced into our four walls in order to make changes. Right. That's a little odd to me that some folks had to be forced <laughs> in the house with the people that they share their lives with to make some realizations when really yearly yeah, we should be making those realizations and those changes no matter what, right? Yeah, you should be assessing what just happened. And okay, uh-huh. you know what? Moving forward, yeah, this not going to work. I got to let this go. I need yep. to gain this. Yep. Just stuck on whatever tradition, air mm-hmm. quote. You can't see me, mm-hmm. but whatever tradition is. And we have seen in the past two years, hell, in the past decade, that tradition is what you make it. There and it go. forever changes. It can never be the same. And you can recreate it. There you go. Right? You can make it better. So, speaking of that, and we're just going roll with it like mm-hmm. the last two holidays or three holidays mm-hmm. right people have created different traditions mm-hmm. right we we don't have to force and not saying that getting the whole family together was forceful but that would be a stressful time of the year for a lot of people oh spending more gosh, money than money they needed was, to yeah. right cooking more food than they needed to mm-hmm. and i know a lot of folks who found right they were relieved that they can simplify you know their holiday And then they're like, well, shoot, I don't want to go back to how it used to be. Right. This was so much easier to just, you know, make a reservation. People (laughs) over my house anymore. Mm -hmm. Make reservations or just guess what? Have the 10 people in the immediate family at the house. And that's just an example of holidays. But it's like we should always be moving towards progression and change that. And maybe we can talk about this change that is better for our personal self-care, right? right? That is better for the individual sometimes rather than putting on and doing everything for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, they say, you know, you can't help anyone else. You don't help yourself first. Right. And that is, a true to the heart statement. I can't mm-hmm. 
be happy if I'm not happy. I can't make you happy. I can't be this joy for you if I'm not a joy for myself first. Because where am I pulling that from? I don't know. From from an empty tank. Yeah, like where where do you think this is? Where's the supply? Mm-hmm. If I'm not even filling myself up, so that's right. So what are what are some things that you think during the last two years? Now coming out of it, that have been kind of revelations for you, or, or things that you're like, you know what? I'm never going back to that. What are some things that that you've discovered? One major <laughs> is I need a lot of personal space. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> as I have matured, you're just discovering that. Yeah, I think as I have matured, um <laughs> want to live alone. <laughs> I want to create my own routines and not mm-hmm. have to Invite, disinvite, rearrange, adjust, or compromise any of those routines mm-hmm. for anyone. And now I'm talking about, you know, friends, family, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. kids, whatever. Yeah. And I've realized in that as well, it's not a selfish thing. It's just oh. me recognizing that yes. I have grown into this person whom likes what I like, likes to do what I like to do. You're welcome, but don't you dare complain. You're welcome, but don't add your two cents. You're welcome, Mm -hmm. but Mm. you don't have to. Mm. And it's okay to say no, because I wasn't tripping in the first place. Yeah. And and that's okay. I'm not being mean. I'm not being a bitch about anything. (laughs) I just have realized what I have realized. And, you know, I think here's one thing, too, about that, just to piggyback. I think when you live a life of service, like, I don't even think you realize, and most, I am, we're talking about women. Most women we know are living the life of service. A lot of us are in industries where we are constantly serving other people. Damn near day the, to day. The, the word someone, woman equals service, you know, just from, from childbirth, from anything. Right. That in itself, but also the work we do, like every day from the moment you wake up, it's either about the children mm-hmm. or the folks who need something from you mm-hmm. in our lines of work. Right. Constantly. Can you do this? Can you send me that? Can you sign this? Can you blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, what children need this? You need to take them to this practice. Right. So it's a constant pulling out of us. And, you know, it, it's all about how. The word selfish is actually a form of self-care. It's not being self-centered, right? Self-centered is, is all about me. I don't care about anybody else. No, selfish is like, hey, when I get to the point where finally I can focus on me and only me, guess what? That's what I'm going to do. And like you said, I'm going to create an amazing space and world that I love. And I, I'm willing to invite anyone in who wants to also partake in this amazing world. But when you no longer want to partake, partake, guess what you get to do? Mm. Exit. And I'm still going to be amazing and still going to love it (laughs) because I've created this sanctuary. And don't you all right? I'm I was fine. I'm amazing. I, I am great. I was great before you got here. You were like a 
little sprinkle because I already had the cherry and the sprinkle on top. You were some extra sprinkles. Mm -hmm. But without you, I'm still going to have the cherry on top. I'm still going to have extra, extra sprinkles. And that and it still feels great. I was reading something. This was a, a while ago, but talking about how and not to compare anyone to an accessory, but how you have to create your life you know, to be abundant and amazing for you. And anyone who comes in is an addition. It's just like an out, a bomb outfit, right? And then you add the accessories, but the outfit is bomb by itself, mm-hmm. right? With just simple, basic accessories. But if you put on a little, you know, razzle dazzle, mm-hmm. then that takes it over the top. And that's kind of how it is in relationships. And I think a lot of people focus so much on the conquest of friendship, relationship, shoot, marriage, and the ultimate conquest isn't at the end of the day when it's just me, am I loving everything about me and everything that's surrounding me without the extra? Or have I been clouded by all the extra? There you go. And I can't even enjoy a quiet, um, moment of solitude because the only thing that fills my cup, the only thing that makes me happy is the company of other people. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. If you can't be oh, alone, there's something wrong. Yeah. If you can't be alone, there's something wrong. <laughs> what have you discovered about you that's like, I'm not going back to that. I'm pushing forward. You know, I, I realized that people don't think like me, right? Mm. people's reactions aren't like mine (laughs) you know I have a nonchalant attitude about most things you know unless I'm passionate about it um but you know a nonchalant attitude and I have to realize that you can't just tell people what it is because you don't know how they're going to take that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then Mm -hmm. when I do think about that and I do realize that it's like but (laughs) stop being so sensitive so I, I don't know I have to I have to tame my words for certain people because I have to realize that not everybody is going to take the 100 solid things that you're saying out of your mouth, 100 and solid. They're going to take it as insult. Yep. They may take it as um, aggression. They may take it as disrespect. And, you know, when I do say things, I don't follow up with, well, I didn't mean it like that, or I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> when it comes out, it comes mm-hmm. out, and that's what right, it is. And I don't, yeah. I don't think twice about how you take it. So I realized that in, in knowing that I need space by myself to have my own thoughts and nobody deal with me and I don't have to deal with you, I have learned that, okay, when I do get out of my cocoon, I do have to go into the world with other people. I do have to be (laughs) cognizant of other people's feelings, even though, you know, it's been aloof for all this time in my life. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's about it. I just got to, you know, tame my words for people and realize that, you know, again, people don't take it the same way. You know, because I could be talking to out of 10 people, seven of them are going to feel me. And then... It's the other three that are like, well, why? So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a hard one because 
especially at our age, 35 plus, I'll just say it like that. Mm-hmm. You would think that, and obviously y'all, for anybody, I know we're what, 40 minutes in. We are sisters. Grew up in the same household, both parents, both and we parents. haven't made that clear. <laughs> so I just want to wow. insert something real quick. 35 uh, plus. Yes. In the past couple of years, I have discovered as well. I'm sorry, this one just came uh-huh. to me. No, we're that talking. I don't see one thing wrong with being 35 plus. Mm-mm, I love it, and I want people to stop. Oh yes, this hiding one. and lying about your age. We see what you look like hiding behind all the makeup. Like, girl, Women's History Month, National yep. Women's Month. Be you in all your 35 plus glory. Who told you you weren't beautiful because you're 38? Who told you you weren't fine no more because you're 42? Hello. Right. And who told you you weren't beautiful just because just because you want to step out with nothing on your face, but because our eyes have been programmed and fixed to see beauty and Faces that aren't real, right? We have literally been programmed to see beauty in, um, is it C? I I think uh, filters are CGI, Mm -hmm. but in technology where you are putting your face against someone else's who is a completely different ethnicity, nationality, and likely, right, has had you know, graphics applied to that filter. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting because um, you and I were talking about this. I was watching something and someone who clearly was not 35 mm-hmm. basically said, oh, I'm 35. And in my head, I'm just like, what is if you even if you're 45, that's OK. Right. It, it It's the best thing that someone can wear is their confidence about who they are. Like that is the best thing you're going to be able to wear. I am whatever age and proud of it. That is how you step out into this world. Now I get, right, if you if your business is, you know, being in the pu- public eye and all of this other stuff, um, then maybe it has everything else to do with your image. But I'm talking to our real women. Yes. Our, our real women stepping out every single day yes. who are looking at these images of what is not real for being 35 plus. And another little addition, if you're 35 plus, stop following around 22 year olds, 23 year olds. It's not stop using these young your ladies. Friend. <laughs> well, not even that. They're not your reference point. Yeah. They can't, they should not be your reference point. If anything, I'm talking about in in this virtual world too, mm-hmm. right? You're 35 plus mm-hmm. and you're looking at a 22-year-old's makeup tutorial. Mm-hmm. You're looking at her outfit of the day, uh, Shein Hall. And I think it's amazing that we all want to step out, be cute, be fly, right? And I don't think there's any age to be in fly. But when you start to compare yourself to someone who pretty much could be a younger sister or your daughter that's problematic it's a problem because we're supposed to be we're supposed to be modeling wisdom Mm -hmm. maturity and we're supposed to be what they aspire to be like at 35 and 40 plus right 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 we're not you know what i'm saying not going backwards they should be looking at us like dang she look i'm trying to be cute like her yeah 
in 10 years, right. When I'm 43, I'm trying to be like her stepping out at the Carl Thomas. <laughs> that was a plug. Carl, Carl rain, Thomas tour. Hello. <laughs> Having fun, not caring. And like you said, just doing you, right? We should be the, the model of wisdom, the model of confidence, and the model of being unbothered and not caring what anyone thinks of us as long as we're happy yep. and feeling amazing. As long as we're happy and feeling amazing. Yeah. Shoot. And so and at, at, at 22 and 10 years later, it's a different picture of what happiness is and what makes you happy. And nobody should even want to be the person that they were at 22. No. Other than, you know, well, I think... Because silly, stupid stuff was making me happy at 22. Now, what I can say, though, right? And and this is our experience. And maybe it's because other folks had different experiences in their 20s. So kind of at our age and our generation or our age, you know, um, bracket, they would be wanting to... I guess regain something that they didn't have. What oh, I can yeah, yeah. say, yeah, yeah, is in both of our twenties, we were Liddy we we back college, before Liddy was. We were having <laughs> right. We were having fun. We were doing what we were supposed to be doing during that time. Right. Whereas maybe some folks didn't have those experiences. So in their shoot late forties, early fifties, they're still trying to kind of pull back. Say, well, dang, I didn't get to be 25, so I can act 25 now. Whereas we like, shoot, I had 25, and now I'm looking towards whatever age because I'm still going to be having fun and right. enjoying my life. Right. You on, know? On a grown folks scale. On a grown folks scale. On a minding my business mm-hmm. and not caring about what you got going on scale. Right. Right. <laughs> on a being happy and healed and whole scale. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I think everybody should be looking at to say, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. You know, Um, one thing for me that I've been really working on and glad that I'm leaving that in two years ago is just kind of and it's kind of on the same thing you said, um, being unapologetic. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like you said, if I need space, not feeling bad about needing space but one thing that I'm doing better is verbalizing that right and not being afraid or tethered to whatever the result is of telling whatever person like you know what actually I'm gonna pull back for a couple of weeks I'm gonna hit you up in a couple you know in a couple of days right um you and I were talking about us watching like some time pieces and how I just got kind of inspired by how back in the day, you know, we were watching, you know, what is it? Gilded Age. Gilded Age, yep. And they're in 1888, mm-hmm. um, New York. Mm-hmm. And it was, the communication was so simple. Mm-hmm. And people didn't have that entitlement of constantly having access to you. Right. Right. They didn't want to be access- bothered. They didn't want to be bothered. It took longer to, and not always in a good way, but it took longer for folks to interact and communicate. It had to be intentional. Yep. Yes. It had right? to be intentional. I have to sit it, down. Yes. Put this feather in this ink 
write what I need to say, let it dry, fold it up, and find somebody to deliver it to you. Yes. That means I really and, had something to say to you. And it was straight to the point. Yes, because we didn't hey. have time. I didn't have time. I didn't have enough ink. I have to say what I have to say. Be here in two weeks at 830. That's it. Boom. Today's right? date. So you know what two weeks from today is. <laughs> You're going to get this in a week, so you got one week. Yes. Be here in two weeks at 830. I'm, I'm sending a car for you, whatever. Yeah. Right? So I think for me, wanting to get back to a more simplistic way of living where, again, like I choose the level of access that someone has to me mm-hmm. and being unapologetic about it, not in a rude way, definitely being proactive about the communication, but just choosing that, Yeah, you know, at least once a week, once or twice a week, I'll leave my phone at home <laughs> and just for like on purpose. Oh, I know. And just like, <laughs> uh, like Oh my God, I really got a lot done today. I yeah. wasn't distracted by anything. Nothing. Like, yeah. What was on my mind, what I wrote down on my post to note for the day got done because I wasn't even worried about anything. Played yep. the radio, didn't even have to yep. worry about a playlist or nothing. Mm-hmm. Played the radio and kept it moving. And they actually say that's how people should operate. Like there should be uh, different times during the day where you check your phone. Yeah. Right. So you wake up, and I'm not a fan of like, checking my phone right away but say for instance you wake up I get up at five you get up at five you start to do your work maybe you check your phone at eight Mm -hmm. just to kind of see if there's anything there Mm -hmm. then you put your phone down maybe you check again at one whatever's there is there then maybe you check again at six and ten right before you go to bed yeah and that's it like you literally are just checking your phone at certain times throughout the day instead of it being planted to the side of your hip right. all throughout the day. Right. You know? That's and maybe what that's I do a on, challenge. That's what I do on vacation too. It's like, oh, you didn't bring your phone? No, it's plugged up in the hotel room. It's fine. Um, so, so that was the, <laughs> when we went, so y'all, we went to Dominican Republic in January mm-hmm. and when I tell you, I think most folks we did that. We're mm-hmm. like, wait, who has the phone? Who has? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. My phone's in my room. We sure will. somebody somebody take a picture. Like nobody got their phone. No, yes. we just want to be out here on chill yes. mode and enjoy the real moment. And that's it. It was simple. We had swim ups. Mm-hmm. We were right next door to each other. Mm-hmm. If we needed to find someone, you knock on the door. You just us. knock on the door. It'd be knocks on the it door at random times. In the night, in the middle of the day, whatever. In the like. middle of the day. And if nobody was there, you went and found another one. It eventually, right. oh, you know where? It's, because somebody said where they were going. So, you know where to, oh, okay. I'm telling you, it happened plenty of times. You walk past one of the restaurants. Like, yeah. oh, oh, there they go. You still here? <laughs> and yeah. it was beautiful. And again, simpler times. So, I want to keep that more, like, I, I, I think I've been communicating with a lot more people more often Mm -hmm. but a simpler way of doing it being more intentional saying okay if we're talking we're making plans to see each other yeah right Yeah, because i'd rather talk to you about it in person and then you know versus this whole text thing or whatever yeah 
Right, or if we're talking, we're we're planning to record or or go on a live or, you know, we're planning something so that it's, you know, it's purposeful um, and not just on a platform, right? But if we're talking, it's because we have a lot to say and, and it's not, you know, we're not obligated just because we're told this is what you should be doing. I don't want, I don't want to, but I know that I need to sometimes have to frame my no as a yes for now, you know, cause uh, if you, if you, my real folks and I say no, yeah. it's like, well, shoot, she probably can't cause she got, you know, you can think yep. of 12 things that I probably got to do. And that's why I said no. Cause I usually say, yeah, yeah and I keep right. it moving. But if I got to say no, oh no, because well, I don't know. Oh, why do I have to explain what the no is like the no is not a form of disrespect to you the no is not because oh i'm mad what's wrong you know she got an attitude with me she mad with me she said no she didn't want to come i did say no i didn't want to come you asked could i go and i said no so we're leaving obligations unnecessary obligations unnecessary right and i think you know the things that you you should do and you have to do should not be obligation anyway so absolutely that's true that's true Okay. I just don't want to be obligated. There you go. Because if it's obligation, I don't have a choice, right? And I need Very my choices. True. Or if it's an obligation, here's the thing with that too. There's guilt attached to it. So go. a lot of times you have a choice, but there's so much guilt attached to not fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. Then you're ending up doing that. You're, you're dragging something along that you don't want to do, you're not passionate about, mm-hmm. and what type of company are you going to be, what kind of resource or help are you really going to be when this is a chore? Yeah. You're not. It's not going to be anything fulfilling for you especially. But then that goes into, are we self-sacrificing so much where then we're not pouring self-care back into ourselves? And and people can argue, oh, in life you're supposed to self-sacrifice. Yeah, you are. But when you're doing it all the time, yeah. a lot of times you have to reclaim that time that you do have for you. Yeah, I want to pick and choose my self-sacrifice. Yes, exactly. You can't tell me. Again, so this wraps into being a black woman. There's this expectation that we are always going to self-sacrifice. Like, yeah. what you mean? Oh, you got... No. And, and that's making a lot of... I was talking to someone about this, the fact that we as black women are starting again, thank God, to say our no's mm-hmm. and to adopt a, a life of ease, mm-hmm. right? That isn't painful, that isn't us always pulling from empty to continue to give and give. That's making people real uncomfortable. Almost like, how dare you? Yeah, changing that tradition. How are you, like, how dare you? That's making people really mad that... Changing that construct. No, I'm not going to be obligated anymore. What do you mean? You're supposed to. no, I don't have an attitude. No, I don't. No, I'm not mad. I'm actually very happy, but it's still a no. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) You know? Oh, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Like, I can be polite about it, too. Oh, no, thank you. But it doesn't matter. Thank you, though. Yeah. And there's no anger attached to it. Again, there's no ill will, no attitude. It's just no thank you. No more. Shoot, no more. Really. That's a Mary J. Blige song. Hello. Come on, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Right. No thank you. Right. 
Hello, gorgeous. No, thank you. Hello, gorgeous. No, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, just, you know, there's been just so much that we've been talking about, thinking about this last couple of months. And I think really, if, if we put everything that we've said kind of in a nutshell, it's like pouring more into us. Yeah. That's what what it bottles down to. Yes. We're recognizing Mm -hmm. that lack. Yep. And it can happen no more. And then there's no excuse for it happening anymore because if you have a sister circle, if you have a circle of friends that are really down for you, really with you, really supporting you, really a backbone for you, if they're not trying to get that lack anymore, all Mm -hmm. that is bouncing off. It's, they see that, you know, she not taking it no more. Shoot, I'm not taking it either. We all not going to take it. Right. We all not going to do it. We're all stepping back and looking and looking in the mirror and saying, wait a minute. I'm not looking as healthy as I should be. Yeah. I'm not looking as happy as I should be. Mm-hmm. Girl, how you doing? I don't know. Where you smile at? Yep. Accountability. So accountability, right. accountability words out my mouth accountability and as long as those are the relationships that we're thriving in that we're pouring Mm -hmm. into that we're growing that we're nurturing the trickle down effect the wave effect is is going to be massive and i want to add to you know um because this is something that i've discussed um in other circles you know one thing that we're privileged to have and and here's the thing we always nowadays have to acknowledge certain privileges that certain groups of us actually have so we're privileged you and I meaning um, personally to have sister circles multiple right different sister circles shoot sisters the two of us that create our own little circle and then we have uh, separate ones that sometimes come together sometimes they're separate but we have that and I want to recognize that there are some women who don't. So understanding that one form of self-care too is consuming content. Like we are tapped in to this entire world. And I really don't care what anyone has to say. We are able to tap into whatever content we want to tap into. We choose. So if there are women out there who are trying to figure out a better way, right? Trying to figure out uh, how to find accountability partners. It's sometimes the first step is choosing the content you consume, Mm -hmm. choosing the types of podcasts you listen to, Mm -hmm. choosing the types of, you know, feeds, right? On on your, um, on all of your social media platforms, choosing. That's the first step. That's the key word, feed. Yeah. Your feed is what you feed into, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're constantly looking at every day, that's what you are going to be fed. Every time you open up an app, every time you go on your email, whatever the case may be, they're looking at what you want to nourish your mind. Yep. Flip the script, change the recipe. Mm hmm. All right. You want something healthy, you want something nourishing for real, you want something positive, start intentionally clicking on those things, looking at those things. It may be a fight because they're going to try to throw one of the fights in there. 
<laughs> you know, that's what you've been consuming this whole time. Oh, for time, so long, it's not yeah. going to stop. It's going to take a whole lot of positive to get rid of that. That's right. A whole lot. But, you know, if that's what you want, that's what you got to work on. Yeah, you can start by just searching positive quotes, mm-hmm. right? And just start following all, you know, the accounts that just feed you positive quotes. Mm-hmm. Start liking the ones, start saving them, right? And I'm talking to specifically, obviously, about IG, but your YouTube, same thing. Search whatever you want to search, right? Um, I think a lot of people don't understand the power that they have because they're so influenced by other people. But it goes back to what we were saying at the end of the day, when it's you in your bed, you in your room, choose better, search better, like better. So that, like you said, what's fed to you becomes different. Well, um, yeah, this is good. I mean, we got more to get off our chest, but, you know, we could talk all night, so. Right. <laughs> Eventually, we're either gonna get cut off, or the lights will go out. Something's gonna happen. So, <laughs> yeah. And this is a true mashup. This is we just want to come together and pretty much record organically the way that we talk and and just really share with the world some of the things we think about, some of the ways we encourage each other, we talk to one another, and just you know share with the world. Shoot, there's some of us out here. You know, really just trying to, I mean, we're thriving, but we're really just trying to push forward and, you know, influence and encourage other women and men to do the same. That's what it comes down to. Love is love. Love yourself. That's it. And then self-love is not selfish, y'all. Right. (laughs) Love is a wave. Catch a wave. Peace. Peace. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope there were some gems that you were able to pick up along the way. This episode was produced and edited by At Her Pocketbook Inc. Y'all, like I said, we are upgrading and leveling up moving forward. I hate to use that term, but that's what it is moving forward. So I'm super excited. Um, Make sure you head over to her page at Pocketbook Inc. on IG. Her podcast can also be found on Spotify and Anchor or wherever you listen or stream your podcasts make sure you go over to at weightless underscore crowns llc and at natty alley to make sure that you're um, up to date on episodes that are dropping and as always having your notifications on so that you know um, when new episodes moving forward are dropping in the spotify and your streaming services okay y'all again i hope that You got something from this episode. It was our truth. It was our hearts. It was our minds. So I'm just super excited about what's to come. More thoughts, more processes, more folks on the pod sharing their experiences and their point of views that are so rich and just full of so much knowledge. So if y'all liked it, please keep coming back. And as promised, we are back on schedule every two weeks, y'all. So come back, listen, like, 
write notes, whatever it is. Spread the love, y'all. Peace.